Welcome to Stoked with Megan McPhail, the podcast that helps you get super effing jazzed about your work, life, and bank account. I'm your host, Megan McPhail, a former burnt out emergency veterinarian that quit my hard-earned career to become a seven-figure business coach, entrepreneur, and elopement photographer. Now I'm living a life I absolutely love, full of travel, adventure, and financial abundance, and I am hell-bent on inspiring others to do the same. Are you ready to say goodbye to the 9-to-5 grind and start going after some big, bold dreams? Then let's dive into this week's episode. Hey, hey, it's your host, Megan McPhail, and today is a super exciting episode. I have Juliana Wall here, who is an elopement photographer and business coach based out of Washington, D.C. and Virginia, so she's on the East Coast. And we're going to be talking about community because building community is really important for us entrepreneurs. So many of us are in our offices alone trying to build these businesses and it's hard and it's lonely. And Juliana's done a really great job of building her own community. She's only been on the East Coast for like two years. So we're going to get all into that. So welcome, Juliana. Hello. It's so, so good to be here. So excited for you to be here. Okay, cool. So how did you start building your community when you moved to the East Coast? Yeah, so I really actually moved uh, to Pennsylvania for college. And so I, I started kind of building community in college years. Junior and senior year, I started kind of dipping my toes into wedding photography and reaching out and working with a lot of the wedding photographers in the Lehigh Valley and the Philadelphia areas. And I really love like working weddings. And it was then I started to fall in love with elopements and I attended a ton of styled shoots and workshops and community events. I was, you know, one of the co-chairs for the local Rising Tide Society of the Lehigh Valley for a year. And that was really cool to kind of be a community leader in that sense, especially for creative entrepreneurs. And the Rising Tide Society, of course, is a nationwide organization and they have chapters everywhere, even here in D.C., So it's really cool to be able to connect with people that way. And I do agree, like entrepreneurship can be very lonely sometimes. And we're the only person in our business half the time. Even if you have, you know, a virtual assistant or someone, it's usually virtual. (laughs) We're the only people who are in our businesses every single day. And we care so much about our businesses and our clients and the people that we work with. And really only other entrepreneurs really understand that feeling. Yeah. And a lot of us are not only kind of working alone, but we're also surrounded by friends and family who probably have normal, quote unquote, W-2 jobs and they go to work and they don't understand this whole building a business thing, let alone a photography business. They probably think we're crazy. I know a lot of my friends and family thought I was crazy when I was building a business. So like, yeah, let's talk about why is it so important to build community? Well, when I first moved to DC about two years ago, it was, I didn't really know anybody, to be honest. Like I knew of people that I saw on Instagram and things like that, but especially moving into a new area where I didn't know anybody, I made it the point of going out and doing things and introducing myself to people. And it was very uncomfortable uh, at times in a good way, because I love meeting people, but I can be a homebody at times, um, would rather stay at home in my PJs and, and cuddle my cat or watch TV with my my husband. But the sense of community, though, is very important because you're able to connect with people who understand your vision and why you do what you do. And, you know, the monotonous day-to-day tasks that we do in our business can 
be overwhelming sometimes and draining. And so if you have people that can give you energy and continue to light the fire that you have in your heart about the passions you have in your business, it's always refreshing. You know, you always want to surround yourself with the people who build you up and give you energy. And if you have people in your life that are not doing that, you know, it could be a time where you reevaluate who you surround yourself with. And I think that I just continue to do that on the different stages of my life in college and right outside college. And then now here in DC, like I make the point of surrounding myself locally with people. But then I have people like you, Megan, who I've met virtually online and we have met in person once now, but yeah, you know, the mastermind, you know, I've gone to several different business uh, conferences where I stayed connected with the people. I, I stayed in a house during that week. I just know people from all across the country now, and I'm able to really use those connections and ways to build up everybody's confidence. Like I really do believe in the sentiment of, you know, a rising tide raises all ships and we're all in this together. There's plenty of space at the table for everyone and we don't have to be in competition with one another. So I really love giving encouragement to fellow entrepreneurs, no matter where they're from, what stage of business that they're in. And I really wish that like, I did have a few people like that in the beginning of my career. And so I think giving back in that sense also is really, really nice. Yeah, I think you brought up such a good point, which is like, if you look at mindsets that people have and like abundance mindsets versus scarcity mindsets, one of the ways that you can tell if you have one or the other is if you see other people as competition, or if you see them as like colleagues and friends. So if you see other photographers or other creative entrepreneurs that are doing what you do and you see them as your competition, you're living in scarcity mode. And I think a lot of photographers and creative entrepreneurs really do kind of exist in in that scarcity mindset where they don't want to you know, share their secrets with somebody or collaborate with anybody or like, you know, they really want to kind of keep everything secret or else somebody might steal something and take success and business from them. And like, that is not what I have seen personally or professionally. Like the more people I network with and the more people I become friends with and kind of trade secrets with or collaborate, or I teach them, they teach me, like everybody benefits. Everybody gets success. There's enough pieces in the pie for everybody to get plenty plus seconds, you know, (laughs) like, and I think some people, anybody who's like afraid of building community because of that aspect should really work on that mindset because there's just no cons to having more friends who are doing the same thing as you. I mean, some of my best friendships are with photographers who shoot elopements in the same place as I do or are business coaches that are teaching photographers the same things that I do. And There's just enough to go around for everybody. And I'd rather be able to like vent to people on a bad day or share my wins with people who understand than the people who are working W-2 jobs and are just like, you're crazy, Megan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's funny because like building relationships is almost like, I mean, it is making friends in a a way and it really is making friends. So very similar to where, you know, you're not going to be friends with everyone you come in contact with. And I think that really translates well into when we are, you know, elopement photographers, wedding photographers, entrepreneurs, where we work very closely with our clients. And that means that 
we're not going to be perfect fit for every client out there possible. And so I think when you say that of like, there's plenty of people to go around, it really rings true in the sense of like, you know, we can be really great friends, but our personalities are different. Our photography styles are different. Our workflows, you know, we have different area of expertise and that sort of thing. And even for the people, you know, I have friends here in DC that, I, you know, if if something doesn't work with my schedule or somebody's referring or they want, you know, family photos or something. And I'm like, I don't actually don't do family photos, but I know these great people over here that do them. Or if I'm not available for something, I'm going to refer them to some of my friends that might be, which is fantastic. And especially in the wedding and the elopement industry, that vendor referrals is really helpful for business, actually. <laughs> so yeah. it's a bit, it's a good business move let alone just like what we've been talking about the community and for your mindset and for your well-being in general of, of having a community. Yeah, you bring up such a good point that like not only is it kind of emotionally great for us and can provide motivation and inspiration and a sounding board to have these people, but also from like a strategic and monetary standpoint, like you can make more money by passing back and forth business or even like I always tell couples that hire me for elopement photography because they've asked me like what happens if you're ill or in a car accident or something like that and I'm like well I have photography friends everywhere so I would pretty much like if that happens which it never has since I've started this like 10 years ago but if it did I have photographers in my back pocket <laughs> that I trust, that I know would give you a great time. And it's because like, I'm just friends with people. I'm just friends with people everywhere. You know, whether I was shooting in Sedona or Telluride or Hawaii, there are people that I could call to help me if I needed. And that's like, that makes me feel better. I also have people who I can run ideas past or locations past, or maybe they have this cool location they've found as an elopement photographer. And because we're friends, they actually tell me where that is. Instead of keeping that information to themselves, you know, like there's just lots of little benefits on top of some of the bigger things we see, like, yeah, building confidence, providing motivation and inspiration, giving yourself energy. It's like energizing to be around these folks. So super cool. So have, do you have any great like examples of, thank God I was networking and met these people and like I made some money or they saved me or, you know, something along those lines? I mean, I guess, thank goodness, like nothing truly bad has ever happened where I needed to be, you know, saved in that way. I think it been small things over time. I mean, one thing for all elopement photographers out there or anyone who utilizes, you know, the national parks and everything, being aware of what's happening in the government. And if it ever shuts down, it also does impact the national parks, which was something that I didn't fully grasp until this past fall and the parks near me would have shut down. And so I did have to, like, as I was preparing my, like doing research and, and preparing in case it did shut down, you know, I did reach out to fellow photographers and things for alternate locations in Virginia and in and the DMV. So that was super helpful. Luckily the parks didn't shut down, but it just really kind of solidified, you know, number one, having backup locations in general for no matter what kind of photography you do. And then also being able to be comfortable asking people outright of like, hey, you know, you have 
backup locations in mind. And the thing is that the people I asked had also asked me about similar situations too, where they wanted to know about certain locations that they could go to. And so I had already been giving in the past. People actually DM me all the time on Instagram for different things. And especially like in DC where things like permits and things and rules can be very weird. And so I'm always giving, you know, especially if it, if it is truly public information, like they can find it themselves, but I'm just happy to kind of tell them. And because of that, I think that people then are more receptive of if I need help. It's very similar in the sense of, you know, I, I do live by a serve mentality in my business overall for my clients. I'm always trying to give helpful, educational, and free advice for elopement planning in general on my website, on social media. And I think the same kind of goes for my fellow entrepreneurs as well. Like anybody who <laughs> hangs out with me, if we start talking business, I'm just like talking about it. And I, it turns into not like a coaching session, but like a casual like hangout. We talk about business. And that's what really got me into coaching in general was that I would just hang out with people and they would ask me these questions. And I'm like, well, I mean, have you thought about this? And have you done that? And it just turns into this really cool, energizing conversation that they always left feeling really great about their business. And I think just having a giving mentality just kind of will come back to you in the end. Yeah, there's a reciprocity there where people are like, man, Juliana has helped me out. Now it's her time of need. I'm going to help her out kind of deal. And that's also the best feeling is when you get so pumped about a topic of conversation. I mean, that's how I found myself as a business coach as well, because I got more excited talking business than photography. So yeah, that's like a great way to like kind of gauge where your interests are. It's like, do I get really psyched when somebody brings up this topic and I can talk about it at length? So there's so many benefits to building a community, but what do we do? What do people do when they are introverts and their homebodies? Because so many entrepreneurs and creative entrepreneurs are introverts or neurodivergent or just kind of unique individuals socially. <laughs> And that's why we aren't working, you know, more traditional jobs a lot of the time. So like, what can we all do? Because I know I'm super introverted and you are too. So what can we do to build community? Yeah, so I think definitely, you know, setting maybe a goal for yourself to attend maybe one thing a month or maybe one every other month, like depending on, you know, your schedule and what you feel comfortable doing. But try to find something to do maybe once a month. And it could be official networking meetups with like local communities, or it could be just like with your fellow photographer friends, if you've connected with people online. And this is actually how I started really building relationships too, because, you know, Instagram was a great way to connect with people. And so I just started searching for local photographers and following them and interacting with them online, you know, liking and commenting their stuff and, and maybe replying back to their stories and actually having some real conversations in the DMs. And then that kind of sparks that relationship a little bit and that friendship and then inviting people to coffee or something for a co-working session. That's a beautiful yeah. way. Yes. Co-working sessions are excellent. Whether you do them virtually, I actually have, you know, sometimes I do things virtually on Zoom as a co-working session with people who maybe don't live near me, but then going to a coffee shop with someone who does live near you, whether it's just one other person or a handful of people is great. So work together, you know, it can just be like a coffee date. You can 
bounce ideas off of each other. Um, and again, just get that encouragement as well, because they're probably struggling with something and you're struggling with something in your life. And it's great to just be able to have somebody to talk to about business things, like we said before, with somebody who understands. Yeah, totally. Some of my favorite memories of when I lived in Denver were like before the pandemic were like these like GSD days or get shit done days that I would have with people. (laughs) And yeah, we would go to a coffee shop or a brewery and we'd all bring our computers and we would work, but we would also like crack jokes and laugh and kind of share little pieces of information with each other. And I always got so much done during those days. Like they were they were really great. So yeah, I think the important thing is like, get out of your comfort zone. You know, like it might feel really weird asking somebody on a coffee date. But a lot of these relationships kind of happen on social media, which you know, that's what social media is for to help us connect with people. So like, I'm constantly responding to people's stories. And like, I just have all these like kind of Instagram relationships with people. And then if we are in the same place, it's like, duh, we got to meet up. And I'm the biggest introvert in the world, which a lot of people don't know about me, but I am. And sometimes I'll be like, oh, do I really want to go out and meet these folks? Or do I want to just stay home in my pajamas? But I always feel so energized after a meeting with people who want to talk about things deeply and like skip the small talk. And we just get right into like, big topics that excite me. So a lot of times I'm going home feeling inspired and energized instead of drained the way I will if it's just kind of like, how's the weather? What are you up to? You know, like it's not like that stuff. It's deep. So yeah, I definitely recommend everybody listening to this. If you have not met up with people in your industry, start asking around or just like casually create a, a little Instagram relationship with somebody and then ask them out for coffee or lunch or the brewery, something like that. Another great place is styled shoots. I know you've done a ton of styled shoots, Julia. Like you can't go to styled shoots or workshops without going home with a bunch of really good friends after the fact. Exactly. Yeah. And if you're willing to travel for those two and not just do style shoots that are local to you, both have benefit. But if you're able to travel, then that's what I did during the pandemic, actually. There were still a handful of things happening I guess after things settled down a little bit during the pandemic and then like a few style shoots were still happening up and down the East Coast, I was able to drive everywhere. And that's how I met so many people, even here in Virginia and like West Virginia areas, even before I moved down here to like the DC area, I was connected with people who lived here. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. And I'm sure like, I don't know, it just makes it feel more like home, right? I mean, you've only lived there a couple of years. I've only lived in Albuquerque for a few years. But yeah, having people that share the same values and mindsets and are going after the same goals, it's it makes a place feel like home and like welcoming and like you're not a stranger in these communities anymore, which is you need those feelings to keep going in entrepreneurship. It's very lonely as an entrepreneur. You need to be able to like energize yourself and motivate yourself and fill your gas tank so that you can keep working towards those goals. And then when you see other people achieve the goals that you want, it's really important to realize like, hey, like my friend just did this thing that I really want to do. That means it's possible It doesn't mean that there's less success available for me. It means that I can have that same level of success that they just reached. That's really important when you have these kinds of friends in your industry because you can kind of, you can go down the path of like comparison 
game where other people might be doing quote unquote better than you or something and you feel bad about yourself. But it's really important to realize that you guys are all working on different timelines and their success just means that you can have success too. Exactly. I love that. And that's honestly one of the biggest mindset shifts that happened in the last few years that really made a huge difference of, you know, I always saw people as friends and everything. But when I moved to DC, like, you know, I was intimidated by everyone else here and honestly didn't even know if I would be successful in elopements in this area too, because I didn't see a lot of people offering all day elopement options and all of that for photography or for other vendors. And so now that I've I've been able to talk with people. And whenever I talk with people, they're always like, oh my gosh, like you do what? Like, what do you mean? And just talking with people takes the fear away. I feel like it's always like working up the courage to go and talk to people. Like that's always the worst part. Just go talk to people. People are, are, we're all human beings, you know, with our own stuff that we're going on in our lives, but human beings also crave connection. <laughs> that's one of the the basic human level needs that we all need. And so creating communities intentionally really helps that in all the ways we've been talking about and on a, on a core DNA level, we need some form of community. Yeah, totally. And I think like the scariest thing that could happen is if somebody's not interested in being friends with you because they have a scarcity mindset, that's on them. That's not on you. Don't take that personally. If you do reach out to somebody and they're like, meh, you know, cause I, I, when I first moved to Denver, I think it was 2014 or 2015, I think. And I was getting more into like wedding photography out there. And I reached out to some photographers that I met or found on Google and like asked them if they needed assistance or if we could just talk and stuff. And some were really kind and some were not at all. But that was not a reflection of me. That was a reflection of them and their kind of crappy mindset. But most of the people I reached out were so kind. I reached out to all kinds of vendors from florists to hair and makeup artists to bridal stores and stuff like that. And like I met not only a bunch of photographers, but just all kinds of people in the industry, which is really important. Whatever industry you are in is, yeah, to network and to even like venues, people who owned venues. And yeah, you get referrals, you get friends, you get advice, you get people to vent to on a bad day. And it's just great. And I think that we all crave connection. We need connection. And I got to plug the mastermind because the community in there is my favorite thing ever. Like I just hop in the Slack group or on or off a group coaching call. And like, it just makes my day to talk with all the people in the elopement photographer mastermind. You included Juliana is one of my support coaches (laughs) in the mastermind. So she's in there answering questions and hosting co-working sessions and stuff like that. But yeah, like doesn't the community you've built, like it just brings me so much joy. It must bring you a ton of joy too. It does. It does. I think also the distinction of like having a a serving mindset of like you're giving back to the community because that is something that I I see a lot of, you know, newer entrepreneurs asking maybe like even on in Facebook groups and stuff. And we, they want to just be given the information because I know that there are people who, you know, reach out to other people who for like mentorships and things like that. And they just expect things to be given for free. And so I think there is an important distinction of like, there is still work that you need to do on your own business and and learn the skills and put the time in and put your reps in, as you say, 
So when you are approaching other people, you know, for mentorships or for advice or to shadow or second shoot for them, you know, still have a mindset of serving them first too. Like you're there to serve them and help them in any way that you can in exchange for being able to learn from them. That was also really important and a, and a strategy and approach that I had. Because even when I emailed like a ton of photographers to second shoot for them, you know, when I first moved to DC, I made sure that I had a high quality portfolio to put together that, you know, I was making sure that I, you know, what can I do for them first type of thing. And I think that that really helped me build my community that way too, of like, I'm here to help you out. Like I'm new to the area, but like, I'm willing to, to help you out whenever I can. That type of thing is really helpful. Yeah, there's got to be that reciprocity again, like kind of you can't just expect to just be given stuff by a nice photographer without kind of offering something in in return. I mean, that's just how relationships work. But yeah, I do think like I'm trying to think back because I'm not on Facebook anymore, really. But Facebook groups I know are a huge part of what photographers join and kind of like the communities that they are part of and stuff like that. I feel like they're a little toxic though. Like, what do you think about Facebook groups as far as community goes? So I think they definitely can be. And it's, it's sad because, you know, I, I mean, maybe I just didn't pay attention to it or didn't notice it when I first like joined a bunch of stuff, but I feel like now I'm noticing it a bunch more. And maybe it's also because now I'm at a different level of my business and mindset and everything. So I'm able to observe and recognize like the toxicity. I think it is beneficial at least to kind of get to know people a little bit, like, especially if they're groups that are centered around the referrals. So they're looking for associates, they're looking for second photographers. That's a great way to pick up gigs in a new area and get to know people for sure. I feel like it's the, ironically, it's the education Facebook groups that are the most toxic. So I would just kind of take those groups with a grain of salt that everybody and their mother has an opinion and they think that that opinion is right. And that is the beauty of business though. And what I really, I really focus on whenever I talk to anybody in general, and then also in coaching is that there's no wrong or right way to do your business. It's whatever works for you. Obviously we have, you know, some legal things that we have to make sure that we're set up right, you know, and stuff like that. But as far as like your policies and like, it's all made up anyway, what works for somebody may not work for you. And so that's, really important to learn trial and error in the beginning of business and really at any stage of your business too is trial and error. Try things out. If it doesn't work, it's fine. It's not the end of the world. Try something else. Definitely be wary of anyone who will not budge on an opinion on something because that's that's a red flag for sure because all of us as business owners, we can tweak things. Yeah, many shades of gray for everything. Any question you ask, you'll get a million different answers. And I use my time as a veterinarian and I would I learned like eight different ways to treat diabetes in cats and everyone thought their way was the best, but they all worked, you know? So like, you got to take that advice in the Facebook groups with a grain of salt. Yeah. But if you're just mindful of that, I think they can be useful. Just again, don't take anything at face value for what you see. Do your own research into it as well for any advice that you get. Yeah. And if anyone's rude, try not to take it personally. Because again, that's a reflection on them, not on you if they are being a little rude. And I I think the reason one of the reasons I 
kind of stepped out of Facebook groups because I did find a bunch of friends in Denver through Facebook groups. And that was really awesome. But there's also a lot of kind of negativity and venting and sharing these like awful experiences with clients or vendors or whatever. And it just stressed me out. Like I just didn't want that level of anxiety of like reading all these bad things people are going through. Like maybe I learned some stuff from that of like things not to do. But overall, like I have venting sessions every once in a while, but it's just like to close friends, not out to the Facebook groups. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, we're talking about groups and creating community with like fellow entrepreneurs. And that is important as of everything we've said during this podcast. But then there's also like, if you have interests and hobbies outside of your business, I mean, Facebook or like other places (laughs) are great to find groups of people that are outside of the business realm. So like there's been a few book clubs that I've joined locally um, because I'm huge into fantasy rating. And so finding people that way for like things outside the business is also great. So you can have both your business like-minded people and then also connect with other people to separate business from your personal life is also really helpful. So if you enjoy hiking, there are hiking groups, book club groups, like knitting groups. I have a photographer friend, she loves to knit and like make her own clothes, which is really, really cool. But yeah, it's just, it's cool to kind of just find those different kinds of community is also important business and then like personal life and they can overlap too, but yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I know a lot of photographers who also are part of hiking groups and it's like some photographers, some not, but yeah, they can overlap. But that brings up such a good point too, is like, and this is something I have to work on this year is not just having your business be your whole life and like having hobbies outside of that. And I've been reading books this down period a little bit during the winter when people kind of hibernate and stuff. I've been reading books and stuff. I'm like, kind of want to get into some embroidery. So we'll see. I'm working on that. But yeah, I know you share stuff about books, I feel like on Instagram and stuff. So that's super cool. So awesome. Yeah, I feel like everyone needs a support system. Everyone needs friendships. Everyone needs connections. So if you are a, a lonely solopreneur, you know, doing your own thing, work on networking, maybe just once a month or something, but work on creating that community because it's going to help you through hard times. It's going to be there for you during good times. Like it's just going to be awesome. That's why I like, I love Instagram. Everyone hates Instagram, but I'm like, that's where all my friends are. (laughs) That's where my community is. Like I'm always going on there sharing stuff and people, you know, they just support me and cheer me on. Like, it's just great. So thank you so much, Juliana, for coming on the podcast and talking about this. And then why don't you plug what you have going on as far as business coaching and let us know where people can find you. Yeah, yeah. So I am on social media. So my um, photography is at Photo. And then I did just start a brand new coaching account that is juliana.wall. And I'm going to be sharing more and more in the next couple of months about my coaching program, Alones with a Purpose. I'm going to be launching it in a few months. It's a group coaching program for anyone who is looking to shift into photography-wise into the business side of elopements, especially here on the East Coast, because there are definitely not enough photographers offering all-day elopement options like I do. So I want to help people do that. So yeah, I'm going to be launching that in the next few months and I can't wait to share more. I love that. Ooh, and we should talk about how 
you know, when we started working together and you're like, I don't know if elopements on the East Coast are a thing because all I see is people charging, you know, $1,500 for two hours worth of coverage. Can I even book all day elopements out here? And what did you find? (laughs) (laughs) A ton of people want them. Yes, a ton of people want them. And so it's a very, very underserved market here on the East Coast in general, but especially the Central East Coast, I feel like there's so much potential. And I definitely proved myself wrong in that sense of like, I didn't know if it was possible um, because people started reaching out to me and booking all day elopements with me just like that, basically overnight. Like once I started working with you, like it took a few months to get the groundwork done and to redo my pricing and website and everything. But once that was set in place, it started just going way uphill from there. Yeah, I love your story because it's such a good example of the norm is to just offer two hour elopements when really, as soon as you started offering eight hour and above elopements, that was like when everybody wanted that and everyone was hiring you for that, which is so cool. So I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited for your coaching program and everything that you have in store for 2024. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Stoked with Megan McPhail. If you enjoyed the show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and tell a friend. If you're looking for more inspiring content, check us out on Instagram at Stoked with Megan McPhail. And to learn more about my business coaching and how I can personally help you quit your nine to five, visit my website at meganmcphail.com. I hope this leaves you feeling stoked. See you next week.